We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. While laughter may be the best medicine, there's growing evidence that art may be a best therapy. That's the mission of a local organization called Arts as Healing Foundation. Just as the name would suggest, the foundation uses art and the creative process as therapy for cancer patients, caregivers, and others who are chronically ill. The organization was founded in 2005 by Vicki Friedman, a two-time cancer survivor and professional artist. Vicki Friedman joins me in studio along with Kathy McGee, a patient participant with Arts is Healing. Thank you both so much for being with us. Great to have you. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Vicki, I'll start with you. Uh, what, what is the therapeutic aspect of this whole program? How does art uh, work as a therapy? Art works as a therapy in the sense of any time that you're sitting down and you're creating and you're being thoughtful and you're looking at colors and helping having other artists around you that are helping you get involved, you get lost in that process, what you see in front of you. So it's a distraction, kind of a diversion from other things that might be on your mind, such as an illness. Absolutely. Yeah. So people sometimes come in to class saying that they really don't feel well today. They're going to stay just a little bit. And my response always is, of course, that's great. Why don't you just come sit down? I put a few supplies in front of them if we're working on pastels, things like that. And little by little, they kind of venture toward it. And then usually within the hour, they are lost in what they're creating. And then two and a half hours pass, and it's time to clean up. These are long, these are long classes, long these sessions. These are very long, yes. Kathy, how did it work for you? I love it. Absolutely love it. I've been a part of Arts and Healings for the past three, three and a half years. And like Vicki was saying, it's, it's something that takes your mind away from reality. Um, you then start to focus on different colors and shapes and hues and so on and so forth. And you forget um, what your problems are. So I've often said a lot of the times I come to the class, even if I'm not working on a particular piece, I'll come just to sit amongst the love because it's so much of it there. And uh, we share with one another. You learn from each other. And it's just a very positive experience all around for me. Did, did you have aspirations to do artwork or be an artist or be involved in any way before you started this experience? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but I have enjoyed it so much. I, I actually call myself an artist. But, no, I had no, no previous experience or anything. But that's the good thing of it. There is no judgment. There is no right or wrong. It allows you the opportunity to grow, and anything that you don't know, then you do learn by those that are more seasoned. Um, they're there for the teaching as well as um, the learning from you as well. So it's an enhancement, a positive enhancement for you all the way around. So I've found it to be something that it has become a part of my life, and I can't see myself without it anymore. Vicki, what I've seen of the uh, photographs of the artwork it all looks pretty good. I mean, it looks like there's some quality there. Oh, there is. Yeah. There is. And every year <clears throat> we present all of the art. And each year that art that we present at a gala is elevated. 
So the gallery that hangs everything up, he's constantly saying, Dwayne Reed is constantly saying, this work is elevated this year. Mm-hmm. You took it up another notch. Mm-hmm. And it's not us. It's the patients. Yeah. How do you manage that? I mean, some people have you know, a certain talent along these lines, and, and others have very little. How do you manage the elevation part of it? The idea is when they enter a class, one of Arts is Healing classes, the first thing I really say is you're entering a college-level course. Mm-hmm. We're not doing arts and crafts. We're not just going to take up a tiny bit of your time and then you're gone. You will learn from this. You will grow from this. And you will be inspired by this. And then the idea, as you said, is that we approach each person who's sitting at a table at their level. So if we go up and someone is struggling through some colors, we work with the colors there. The next person might be working on composition and having difficulty, and we shift gears. It shift gears every second. Who is we? You say we help them with colors and help them with this and help them with that. You're a professional artist, correct? Right. So I know that part of it. Well, who's the other we? The other we is a group of people that are local artists in the St. Louis community. They volunteer their time. They come in. It's a new experience for them. So they're local artists. They show in galleries. Their name is out there. And they come in, donate, and learn what it's like to teach back from their personal skill set. So the we becomes really – I mean, anyone would want to take a class with us because you've got, you know, six local artists who are there to critique, to help, to guide, you know. Kathy – are you still dealing with health issues? No. I'm in remission. Great. Glad to hear that. But you're still doing the art thing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. This is not something that necessarily stops then as people uh, get better or what, drop out for whatever reason. No. It continues yeah. on. Yeah. So, it, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Uh, we have people that come in that have just found out about arts as healing yeah. or maybe they've just been diagnosed with a, um, mm-hmm. with a cancer diagnosis or another illness, mm-hmm. and they're first-timers coming in. So we have that situation. We have people that are, you know, years out. Yeah. We have a variety. We have some people that bring their caregivers with them because they need assistance. And we have other people that are 10 years out. Wow. How did you find out about it, Kathy? I mean, how did uh, you become acquainted with this project? Well, actually, a little bit of a strange story. Um, after I had completed all of my, um, my, uh, cancer treatments and so on and so forth, then I had retired and I was at home. So my daughter actually called me and she says, mom, I think this is something that you would be interested in. And it was arts is healing. I says, well, how is that possible? I says, I'm, I'm not really an artist or anything. And so she says, well, it's not what you have to, it's not that you have to know anything. She said, just go. And so my first experience was really kind of funny because I had been working on uh, the adult coloring books. So my, so my daughter says, well, Mom, just go ahead and take that with you. It'll be fine. So I get there to the class, and I show up with my adult coloring book in hand, and the class had absolutely nothing to do with that, <laughs> absolutely nothing. But... I was greeted by Vicky, and I was immediately pulled in because of her warm smile, because of the affection that she had for 
each other. I mean, for all of us and was always on an individual basis. So it, it was just an opportunity. And I was just absolutely elated to take advantage of this opportunity. So I see myself growing with Arts is Healing as long as Arts is Healing is Arts is Healing. If you were working with a coloring book prior to getting involved with Arts is Healing, then you must have had some sense in your own mind that there was a therapeutic quality to color and coloring and art. Exactly. And Arts is Healing is just basically what it says. It is art as healing. And I I think that I could have perhaps... Um, gone into a gray area after my treatments and, and not have had anything to do. But being involved with the, with the uh, arts and being involved with the colors and the hues and the shapes and the sizes, it was always a learning opportunity for me. And I opened myself up to it. So I think um, that maybe in back of my mind, perhaps I did have some of that and did not realize it, but it took arts as healing to open that creativity in me, and I, I'm grateful for that to this day. Vicki, I'm sort of fascinated by this notion of, of color being a part of this therapy. I mean, clearly it's come up a couple of times in our conversation that color in and of itself has a, a therapeutic quality. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one of the first things we do for teaching a painting class is I mentioned that we're going to do a color chart, mm -hmm. and everyone, of course, thinks back, oh, my God, we're going back to third grade. We're yeah. going to do a circle, and we're going to learn about red, blue, mm -hmm. you know, and yellow. And, and in, instead, what we do is introduce a wide array of colors, <clears throat> excuse me, and we have the, um, the patients each mix their own colors. Mm -hmm. And you'll be watching this. So once the process starts, we have an assigned uh, pattern that they fill out themselves, meaning they're mixing and making their own colors. They're learning what happens when you mix a tiny bit of one color with another, and you hear, oh, my gosh, oh, this is beautiful. Oh, I never thought this would turn into this. And it, it creates a beautiful beginning to painting. You know, and, and listening to you talk, it reminds me of something that I heard a few years ago about the psychological impact of color, and that in certain uh, the prisons, they use certain colors because it, it kind of tones down and calms the, the population. I guess that may be part of what we're talking about. I think it's very much so because yeah. when, when I hear the oohs and the ahs and, oh, my goodness, this is beautiful, it is usually those soft greens. It's those, quote, spa colors. You know, it's a very calming situation. So you are absolutely right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it brings people down, and it also then elevates them when they're mm -hmm. ready to have something be very vibrant, you know, and jump out. Kathy, that been your experience? Absolutely. I find that uh, the colors are, it arouses different kinds of pas uh, passions inside of you. And you, go, you do get different feelings and different emotions when you're working with the different colors. And I found that to be true because I can be working on a piece that's dark colors, and it seems like my mood kind of takes that on. But when you start to develop st something else, different colors, pastels, the, the lighter color hues, it seems like your disposition changes completely. Are there any colors you can point to, Vicki, that, uh, that do have this kind of effect, guaranteed? Guaranteed calming yeah. effect? Yeah. Um, I think every color does because mm -hmm. when it's mixed with the right colors— it works. So it's all about the mixing and the learning. And then every person is going to, to be sensitive to that color in a different way. Hmm. 
So that's what's exciting is to see that. Again, I'm making an assumption here, and you're probably going to <laughs> challenge it, and that is I think people who are sick and maybe seriously ill, that the colors would be muted. There would be more darkness, if you will. Is that by any chance happening? No. Good. Good. <laughs> exact opposite, that, my first response is fast, and it's a no. Yeah. I'll back that up a tiny bit and say sometimes yes, if that's the intent. Or it mm. might be in part of a painting that someone's doing if they're telling a story, and there might be a dark side, as you say, and then it might turn into a very bright you know, area as you look through the whole painting. Yeah. We have a, a note here about favorite pieces and artwork uh, that you're most proud of. Can you describe some of the things that I alluded to before having seen photographs? But what, what typically would people be, uh, be painting and drawing? Oh, we do all kinds of things. Um, one, we, we do collaborative pieces. Uh -huh. So what happens is in our classes we work independently, so each person might be working on their own piece. At other times we might be working collaboratively, so we're bringing everyone together, yet they're still working on an individual piece that will, that will become part of a whole. So their tiny area becomes something very important mm -hmm. as it's finally put together. So we have a piece that we did um, in pointillism. I'm not sure if you're familiar with pointillism. Not, no, no. Okay, Surratt's is probably the most famous, the Sunday afternoon. Uh -huh. It's in Chicago at the uh, Art Institute. Uh, what we had done was, um, the original is 10 feet. It took Ooh. over two years for this to be done. And we replicated this at seven and a half feet. Uh -huh. Each person had a piece of canvas an 8 by 8 inch piece of canvas. It took over 40 pieces of canvas to bring it together. While they were painting their area, we gave them a picture of just a square mm -hmm. and told them to look at the colors, look at the color theory, really investigate that, take your time doing it, all with dots, okay? So they stayed with us. I thought we were going to lose them, but they stayed with us, and they stayed, and they stayed. And at the very end, in our class, we all went out into an open area in the store. where We were at Art Mart, and we were in the store. And we came out, and we started putting it together. No one had any idea what it was going to be, mm. except, of course, the artists who put it together in the first place. Mm. So it turned out absolutely stunning. Kathy, how does the collaborative effect work for you? Uh, clearly, they're, uh, working together with other people has its own uh, therapeutic quality. Absolutely. But, you know, um, that's one of my favorite forms of uh, mediums because it allows you to be an individual. But by the same token, when you, come to, when you bring your piece with other people, it is just stunning, absolutely amazing. And just simply awesome at the completion of the piece. And like Vicki was saying, I think one of my favorite pieces is the one that she was speaking of. And you'd have to have seen it to have believed it because you could have been sitting beside one person and they were working on one piece. And you're sitting on the other side of another person and they're working on a piece. And you're sitting there thinking, now, how is this possibly going to come together? Hmm. But once the piece is completed, it's just absolutely beautiful and it's just, um, it makes you feel proud to have been a part of that. Vicki, uh, you mentioned Art Mart a moment ago, but mm -hmm. my impression was a lot of your work is being done in hospitals. 
Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So we, we could go into the infusion areas in, mm-hmm. in the cancer centers, and what we do is start in the waiting rooms because people are always waiting to have, mm-hmm. a you real, know. A really bad time waiting. Well, and, right, they're yeah, waiting, and yeah. no one's looking at each other, and yeah. heads are down, and they're talking sure. to maybe who brought them or whatever, or not talking at all. They're plugged into something. They really, you know or kind of in a solo place at Mm. that point in time. And one of the projects that we've done is a tile project, and it's at uh, Siteman Cancer Center, the largest installation is. It's over 2,000 tiles. When we first started, the goal was, I wonder if I can go up to 100 people at a different point in time, over a period of time, Mm. and ask each one, while they're waiting in the waiting room, to paint on a 4-by-4-inch tile. Mm. That sounds, maybe it's easy, right? But when you're on the infusion floor, you know, of a large cancer center, it's not an easy task. So we we did accomplish it. We got 100. But, and we hung it, and it was great, and I was so excited. But then it grew, because then someone else said, but I want to be part of that project. Mm -hmm. So that's the way it starts. That's how it starts, and it's still going on. We have thousands of tiles. But but and that points out that it's not only painting. We're not only putting paint and a brush to a canvas. There are other things that you do as well. I mean, pottery and sculpture is all, also part of it, isn't it? Absolutely. Our yeah. classes are quite varied. Yeah. Our goal is to introduce all the patients to different medium. So whether it would be colored pencils, whether we work in watercolor, if we do acrylic, if we throw pots on the wheel. We have a wide variety that we try to address, whether it's a basic drawing class. We just got through doing one that was back to the beginning <laughs> format of one, two, three-point perspective, and let's get real you know, with our drawing. So each class is clustered together in a series so that people really walk away and take something with them. Kathy, I'll come back to you on this, but maybe uh, Vicki is the one I should be asking, but I want to okay. get your take on the fact that caregivers are part of this. And maybe you had an experience with a caregiver of yours, perhaps. You know, people who are going through an illness, it's hard on them, but it's also terrifically hard on, on caregivers. So this must be a valuable uh, opportunity for them as well. Oh, absolutely. Now, I have not been affected by that personally, but I have watched those that have come to class, and they've brought um, they've brought persons with them, and they're nurturers to them, and they also take part. You can just see them starting to get involved, and not just with the patient, but they also start to get involved themselves. So I think it's an also an an, an opportunity for them to escape what they're going through with the patient as well. And um, I, I think that it's, it's just a, a very viable product for, for all involved. What's your take on that, Vicki? Oh, I completely <clears throat> agree, because some people would not otherwise be able to come to class. Mm-hmm. So if someone's at home and they can't drive and there's you know n- no other means and they do have a, a caregiver or someone that will assist them, they do bring them out. So instead of being at home by themselves, the only place they go is to the doctor possibly – They get to art class. You must lose a patient, an artist, from time to time. We do. Yeah. Yes, we do. How do you deal with that as a group? As a group, I share that out. We we all talk about it. 
So if something does happen to someone, we share that that information. A lot of times the patient will also be sharing that with us, that things are not going well. Mm -hmm. But they're in a very safe place to be able to share that information. It's safe. It's loving. And they know that they can be nurtured by everyone in that room. Our time is winding down. You do have a gala coming up. You alluded to it a little earlier. Just just tell folks about it in, in a minute or less if you can. Okay. It is fabulous. You must come. <laughs> it's called it's Gala 7, so it's our seventh. It will be the Dwayne Reed Gallery this coming Saturday. The doors open at 630. We have food by Cafe Napoli. We have wine beer bar. We have valet. And we have amazing art that will be on raffle for $2 a ticket, as well as our collaboratives that go on sale there, too. So it's a an amazing evening that you will feel the energy the minute you walk in that room. Obviously a fundraiser, yes. needless to say. Yes. All organizations need, uh, need funding, needless to say. I have to give you one last uh, note here. We have uh, an email from Cassie who writes, Vicki Friedman is just about the nicest person I ever met. We're lucky to have her in St. Louis. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and indeed we are. Thank you so much, Vicki Friedman, for being with us. And Kathy McGee, thank you. Keep up the good work in, in art school or art class, <laughs> thank whatever. Thank you. Thank you. Great, thank you so great much. Great to talk to you. Good luck at the gala. It's thank you. Up, Hope you can come. Weekend. Thank you. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.